Episode 108 of The Morgue, an official Corpse Feed podcast, and I am Arturo Padilla, the guy behind the face, and with me always is Mr. Nick Valdez. Tex, what's going on, brother? Oh, man. Howdy, everybody. Howdy, Arturo. We got uh, a lot of fun stuff this week, a lot of like fun, bite-sized things to talk about this time. Nice. Like, uh, we got trailers for uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. That's that's coming to Disney Plus later this month, and we're going to review it just because it's like... It's free content. <laughs> Yeah, and also it looks good. Like it looks fun, right? It like, looks um, it looks good. I like the fact that they did a good job just with the visuals. Everything looks very smooth and yeah. very well transitioned with the you know live action and then the actual two D animation stuff along with the you know three uh, D animated stuff. It, everything looks kind of cool. Yeah, um, it's like yeah. it's like two D but like three D models or something like that. But like it looks it looks it looks good. good. It yeah. looks good. Uh, you can tell they definitely put some uh, some money behind it. It's wise because you have all these little characters from back in the day that you can do stuff with now, you know? It's a good property, you know? Uh, my son loves uh, Chippendale stuff. And just based on, uh, they have these little shorts on Disney Plus and he got into right. those little shorts and he loves that stuff. So um, he's excited about it. You know, it looks like fun, so I'm down for it, man. I mean, we're gonna watch it on our couch, and it, you know, uh, it's gonna be all the better. It can't for Can't get right? any better than that, man. Seriously. Yeah, yeah. It looks it looks like a fun thing. Uh, speaking of fun things, we got a trailer for uh, this new movie called Dash Cam. Normally, I wouldn't be talking about rando movies, but this is the one. Um, this is from the same creators who did Host. Remember Host? Yes, that, I remember that Host, like man. Zoom movie that like. It was like a seance, right? A seance through Zoom, right? Yeah, and uh, go check out our review about that one. But that one was great. Like yeah. it was yep. a great. It got in in under an hour and then got out. What was it? it was like, um, what? Like was it under an hour or was it like? Yeah, it was. It was like, super short. Yeah, it was at least an hour. Uh, I, I think it was maybe shorter with like credits and stuff like that. Sixty-five but, like, minutes or seventy minutes or something like that. But it yeah. was definitely, as you mentioned, in and out. Um, it's still on Shutter for those who are interested in that. Like tech said uh, go check out our review on that it was it was cool because it just it came out during pretty much uh the peak of the pandemic yeah um, it got made during the yeah, pandemic it I got think made too, it during right? the pandemic through uh um a bunch of zoom calls you know and that's pretty cool stuff dude it's uh honestly it just it's innovative we've seen the stuff like uh which one was it it was a facebook one that was like unfriended or something yeah, like that, was, that that had it was that unfriended also, yeah yes. that webcam look to it the, uh, they also had ones that what was it, unfriended and then there was there was a like bunch. a non non-horror one that they've done with like all 
like that used to be that was a gimmick for oh, like with, a good with the guy from uh, from Harold and Kumar, right? Like about his missing yes, kid or with something. With John, with John Cho, yes, yes, exactly. Uh, I for, I forget the name of it, but you're right. Like that was a gimmick that yeah. like a bunch of things went through at the same time. You know, um, yeah. So with the, just through the screen, that's how you're watching it. Yeah, yeah. So with dash cam though, this is a little bit different because um, it I believe we see. I'm not sure if it's going to be a several different dash cam views, but one of them, uh, especially in the trailer we see the view of a, of a taxi driver um right. and it's funny this dash cam uh concept i remember um just scrolling through uh that vast uh youtube you know what i mean the, it, you fall into certain kind of holes or for stuff and like yes. there's um there's specifically like tons of hours of footage of like these russian dash cams and yes. you yes. see some wild stuff man just wild stuff crazy accidents crazy like people in the middle of the street kind of stuff but this kind of gave me those vibes um it looks cool um i'm curious to see what they can do with a bigger budget because for sure there's definitely a bigger budget than what they had on host Um, yeah yeah i'm i'm curious too and i think that's what's gotten me interested in general it's like oh okay let's let's see what you can do with an actual movie right so exactly exactly and you know it's more found footage and after host it's it's one of those things where like i'm giving them the benefit of the doubt because that movie was so good you know and like but also there comes the danger of like doing such a good small project and then getting something bigger and you we've seen that fall apart before right like yeah um, we have i mean yeah. big time we have um we've seen it in the ways of godzilla right um, yeah. King of the Monsters, right <laughs> but you know so go back to what episode one or two of this all the way back to the beginning <laughs> but like maybe it's different here because it's not like a big franchise after jumping into right after doing like such a small movie you know it's another small ish movie so i'm curious like, we'll, if um do we know if they actually wrote the script themselves or is it I, based off of somebody else's idea to be honest, I didn't look it up because we'll figure I, that out down the line. Yeah, because like I wasn't interested in that right now. It was more so of the oh, it's the it's the same hook that like that we get through a lot of things. Like oh, it's the same director from this. The same yeah yeah. yeah. So uh, um, is it a theater uh, release or uh, do we know is if it's uh, if it's exclusive? I don't know. That's the Again? other thing. It, Hopefully, we'll shutter. Shutter. Yeah. Please, let's do this. Yeah, we'll, right. we'll find out. Uh, speaking of stuff we're finding out about, um, so CinemaCon was this past week, and like, you know, Sony and Disney and Warner Brothers revealed some of their plans for like the next two years. And um, there, you know, there's a lot of standout stuff, but like the biggest is that Sony's still doing like Spider Man movie adjacent oh, things. Man. They're. They got they got one so they announced one um, coming in 2024. Uh, so it's called El Muerto. Uh, oh my god, my Spanish is so bad. El Muerto El, with El Muerto, <laughs> yeah, um, with with Bad Buddy starring, and apparently he picked this one out himself. And it's like a so the villain is a luchador who like wrestled Spider Man once, and somehow. Something happened from that point on. I Wait, you, there's so, very little information about it. So yeah. Bad Bunny went to Sony and be like, "Hey, listen, I want to do this." Or did Sony go like, "Hey, Bad Bunny, we saw you wrestle. You know, yeah. um, <laughs> we think maybe you can do this." Like, I don't, yeah. I don't understand how the process went there and Apparently, why they thought it, this was a good idea. 
apparently Bad Bunny's been looking for like a solo project for himself, like a movie, because he's been he's been doing stuff. He's been showing up in like Narcos. He's showing up in that upcoming Bullet Train movie and stuff like that. This is like, true. This so is he, true. So um, apparently, apparently he's trying to get out there, and you know, I wish him luck. I, I wish it was something else. You know, <laughs> but <laughs> is this gonna be part of their like uh, Spider Universe? Yeah, yeah. That's that's the whole thing. Yeah, like. Uh, All right. Um, Best of luck to them because we saw how Morbius went, right? So yeah, uh, yeah we're still yeah. trashing that one. I'm still trashing that one. So that still uh, has a bad stink to it. So speaking of Warner Brothers, uh, Batman Two is official now. That um, Matt Reeves, Pattinson, yes. both Matt coming Reeves back. Matt Reeves and Pattinson are back. Yes, and um, cool. Listen, I mean, I hope I hope it's listen, not three hours. Yeah, this I was time. just gonna say. I'm like, listen, that's awesome. Just just get to the point. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, we get, dude. It, we get it. You know, like um, honestly though, um, what's one thing you would like to see in the next Batman text? I don't know. That's the other thing. Like you know, because it's the same problem that like I had when coming out with this first one, where it's like I'm. I'm not excited, not generally excited, because we've we've gotten so many Batman things. Yeah. I, there's no there's no idea that I want to see play out, you know. And like with the first Batman, I was genuinely surprised by by what we got. And so so it's like I'm hoping to get that same thing again, but at the same time, like we already got three hours of it, dude. And like an, imagining another two and a half on top of that of like the same kind of world and the same kind of batman like i i don't know man it's we're we're definitely getting more of that joker probably so like i'm let's see i'm a big batman guy i'm a big batman guy the joker thing i would like them to wait on that a little bit keep them in arkham still like on Maybe you have a jailbreak at the end of that movie, um, but right. he, he's still behind bars. Um, it would be cool to see Pattinson evolve a little bit um, in terms of his Bruce Wayne um, to be that philanthropist, you know, playboy dude a little bit more. Right, um, right. Because he still needs to do that in this world. It seems like based on what everything, um, based on the other characters, based on Penguin um, and how the world works. He, so he still needs to keep up with the perception that, you know, he's this playboy rich kid, you know, with the money, you know, to help Gotham. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping that evolves a bit more over that little broody dude. Um, I'm fine with his Batman take still in part two. I don't want to see too much of an evolution because I don't like how every Batman movie has a new suit. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not needed if it worked well. And I think this one worked well. And Batman Begins, uh, for instance, they definitely needed to update that one because it was just super bulky. But I like his suit. I like the cape and the whole flying squirrel gimmick thing. Um, So I'm hoping they don't do too much of that because i don't know it's unnecessary but besides him as bruce wayne i would definitely like to see if they can do something with mr freeze maybe mr freeze would be neat we haven't really we haven't really got a good version of that in a long time yeah Yeah. i mean a good live action for sure we got it the one in sub-zero was good yeah and then (laughs) and then the only live action interpretation we've had is fucking arnold schwarzenegger which is fine in a way it's good it's good in a way in like its own way it's good i i've always liked arnold schwarzenegger's mr freeze but he's like, um in 
in that Adam West Batman way, yeah, he yeah. fits. But then he does get better as the movie goes on. And then when he actually gets serious and finds out that Poison Ivy kind of betrayed the shit out of him, you know, he was like, let's, yeah, uh, let's, uh, you know, start getting serious. And I'm like, oh, this is pretty good, man. Yeah, because Schwarzenegger could be a good actor when you, like, when you really like go, look at conan you know what i mean it's like yeah Schwarzenegger could really turn it out when he wants to you he know? can he can and he will get his own episode down the line for sure yeah we're gonna have a to lot to talk about that one you know and um moving down the cinemacon pipeline uh the biggest one so disney uh they're shuffling some of the marvel stuff around i forget exactly which one's moving first i know the marvels is it like in 2023 now instead yeah of like- and they pushed up i think ant-man right i think that's what it was yeah those two got shifted around but like the the one thing that i'm curious about though uh so avatar 2 is finally we're finally getting it apparently oh, you know my god text it's finally happening this december avatar the way of water it's officially called <laughs> so um oh my goodness listen i i am a big fan of james cameron mm-hmm. um his work on aliens terminator 2 the abyss like you know you can't you can't forget about that stuff avatar the first one um was you can't definitely, you can forget about it That's you the can thing. forget you about can. it but you cannot forget about the visual experience of it all absolutely that absolutely. was that to me was the big takeaway. So that being said, the story was trash. So I am expecting something, dude. So, I, you so know, this I, time, <laughs> this time around, he actually brought on. Uh, so, did you ever see the Sarah Chroni- Chronicles that Terminator show? Dude, I started watching. It, it was pretty good. I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah. So the showrunner behind that one, I forget his name. He's actually been brought on as like a writer for avatar 2 so like it's cameron working with this guy so it's like because i know cameron produced that series as well yeah so it's clear from you know just already hiring a writer you know is like okay i'm gonna work with somebody else on this it's clear that he he is aware of what happened with that first one where it's like yeah he, he got so invested in like the the world building and the visual aesthetic of it that like the story fell by the wayside so like exactly yep exactly. and that's good point and think the thing too is like the this is going to be you know regardless of how you feel about avatar you know i have my own feelings about it or whatever this is going to be yeah of course like this is going to be that one movie where that whole you have to see it in theaters argument makes sense you know because like you're gonna have to we're gonna have to go see it like yes Yes. This dude, James Cameron, James Cameron, the man is in love with water. You know, he's he's one of the few people who've gone into the actual Mariana's Trench, you know, so it's like ever since the abyss, man, he's dude, been uh, he's yes, exactly. And this dude has been working on it for a decade. This is James Cameron, the 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 artist who we've talked about before, where it's like, yeah, sometimes the artist does their art thing and they're, you know, they're hard to work with or whatever they might be. But like, at the end of the day, you get something like, you get something really big out of it, right? Like, yes. That- and then on top of that, Tex, let's not forget who owns the rights to this thing. It's also Disney. <laughs> yes. It's freaking true. Disney. And on my trip to Disney World um, at the end of last year, um, unfortunately, I couldn't ride the um, what is it the um, 
the pan not the Pandora. They have two, and they, they have like a, a a lazy river kind of Pandora one, and then okay. there's flight of passage, dude. Wait line, waiting like three hours or whatever. I'm like, I'm good off that, but. They have huge section of Animal Kingdom, just like decorated and dressed up, just wow. like Pandora. It's so absolutely Di- awesome. so. Disney's ready for this, dude. Then. Disney they- has been ready, and they honestly are gonna pimp the hell out of this thing because it's because of the rating and the visuals and stuff. You're gonna see merch, merch, merch. Disney ride is gonna improve. They're gonna they're probably gonna add another one. But I'm telling you now. Cameron and Disney probably are like, hey, let's shake hands here. This is about money. You yeah, know, you gotta that's give true. me some money so I can make you some money. And we know everyone's gonna go see Avatar 2, right? It's, yeah, yeah. That's not front. Even if even those who didn't like the first one, they're gonna go because of just listen, I want to see what Cameron has. It's been yeah. so long, as you mentioned, it's been the decade, right? Yes. This man has been working on this damn water for like 10 years. I know. His hands are all prunes now. He's legit a prune. You know, he's a prune wearing a director's hat. (laughs) We're going to have to see this for the water visuals alone. You know, like just because like you're absolutely right. Like um, speaking to the abyss and like Titanic and like, you know. Yeah. All he's been obsessed with water, so it's like if anyone's gonna make good looking water, like it's gonna be Mr. Cameron. And then, like, apparently, there's all these been reports over the years about like how they're trying to film it, like a- actual like underwater scenes, and like it's an, that- it's gonna be wild, and it's coming out this December. Um, so there's not long, there's not long to wait for it. Um, we're yeah, probably gonna get a trailer it- at some point, right? Oh, um, so oh, speaking of, yes. apparently the first teaser for Avatar two is gonna be attached to Doctor Strange. So hopefully, when we talk next week, we'll have seen something. And you know what? Yes. Even if it's just like a logo with I'll like some water take effects, it, dude, I'll like- <laughs> frack and take it. That's exciting. So make sure you guys are in theaters early for that one because we're probably gonna get some pretty good trailers. I'm, I'm hoping at least in terms of like the, the trailer reel in front of uh, Doctor Strange this week, I'm hoping we get a new, maybe a different look at Jurassic World that won't make me feel that it's going to be a waste of my time. Yeah, <laughs> um, I mean, uh, yeah, dude, listen. We're, we're going to review that one, and I'm going to have to see the second one finally. And yeah, I bought my ticket for that thing, because tickets are on sale for Jurassic World. Uh, I don't, Dominion. That, I'm not, I'm not um, rushing to that, though, and, and I hope it's no one weird. else is like, I don't know why they're pushing the time so late, man, but they're making this late, uh, because maybe it's now because of the, the summer season. You know, They're going to push it out later, and I'm like, no, right. I just want to see it early so I can get out of there. But uh, um, anyways, though, I'm excited about that only as we mentioned, just to see what James Cameron has to do. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for Avatar 2 also, but what I'm more curious about in this moment is, so, there there was a foreign movie, indie movie adjacent called Hatching that came out to theaters that oh you my were God. able to check out, and yes. I want to know more about this thing. Did you see the trailer for Hatching? Yeah, so it's like some little girl and like a bird monster or like I yeah, so, dude, so what's so, what's going on? <laughs> what's going on with this? Yeah, thing? so this thing was interesting, man. It, it's a Finnish movie. It's yeah, legit about um a little girl finding this egg, and it turns out to be some crazy bird vulture looking monster. It's it's a good movie. It's a good movie. Um, off the okay. bat, I'm, I'm gonna say that um it's a good movie for sure. You guys just wait for it. 
It's nothing crazy about it. Rotten Tomatoes, 92. There's nothing 92 about yeah, it, to be honest with okay, you. Okay. <laughs> sometimes when you, like, the thing, like, the gut reaction we always have when we see super high ratings for horror movies on, on Rotten Tomatoes, I, it's like, I ooh. get scared personally, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because, <laughs> like, you know, Rotten Tomatoes is not known for giving high scores to horror. Right. Um, yeah. So I was like, you know what, Tex? I got to see this. I was like, I got to see what this is all about. And I, for sure, love debunking Rotten Tomatoes. So this is a debunk, for sure. Um, I got a 7 um, out of 10 on my scale. It's a good movie. Um, it does okay. have a really good like mother-daughter story at the core of it all. Um, mm-hmm. That, honestly was the best part of the movie um it is injected with um some wild bird monster concept thing um where it's uh at first i didn't know if it was puppetry or cg there is some elements of cg but like it was confusing it was it it hurt my head to try to figure out (laughs) what what was going on that's weird so like is the visual good quote yeah. unquote like is yes. it is um, it like it's not it's not off-putting as in the thing remake you know what i mean um right but it was getting there for a second um, so, and then, so it's not entirely cohesive like is it it's, like it's just it's hard because i don't know how much they use practical um according right, to some research okay. i did it was like a crystal a dark crystal like uh puppetry jim henson kind of thing going on which okay now that i'm thinking about it after you know that I mulled over it um, a day or two. I did um, see what they were talking about. I was like, okay, I see that. But there were some parts that were definitely CG. And we're like, oh, wait a minute. But this thing is so gnarly, dude, that you're like, shit, man. I don't know exactly what to even think about this. Because um, it starts off like legit, like a de-feathered vulture baby looking thing, but with like human teeth. Which is super weird. And I mean, it's a cool idea. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, listen, the visuals are gnarly because this thing is gross, and then like it has to eat vomit because it's a bird. You know, that's how right. birds eat. It's a baby bird. So this girl figures out she has to eat seeds and just kind of, kind of like regurgitated and yeah, shit. Yeah, that that was in the trailer, and yeah. so. That's the thing, right? Because that's that's two different things with visuals in horror, right? So it's like, do you do you credit the practical effects for looking real, or do you credit the CG for looking so good it looks like practical stuff? And that's that's two different, completely different types of horror yeah. visual. Yeah. So I, I could see where the the confusion is. So like at the end of the day, I guess right. Like, like as, is that is as, that an overall plus? Like uh, as the creature. Got- got older it got more practical if that makes sense okay yeah. okay um the hatching sequence was all practical which is pretty cool it looked pretty gnarly like like they just figured out some gnarly design concepts for this thing um but honestly it's um it's not really that original of a of a, of a horror story um okay. because the egg the monster wants um doesn't want to become the girl but it assimilates the girl um since she cried on the egg right so it took some uh, like dna and stuff like that like it like imprints on her yeah 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 the ending the ending for sure saved the movie for me um so uh, so i'm not gonna give it away but it's not bad man it's uh it has some really great performances in it the visuals are super gnarly and it's short so 
Um, it's not terrible. It, it it was definitely a decent watch, but it wasn't ninety two. You know what I mean? It right. wasn't um freaking um it wasn't Northman. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, sometimes sometimes these movies get like super high scores, and like we get it. You want to credit the art of the of the making, but then it's like how you know how much. How, how much do you credit like the making of a movie rather than the movie itself you know so i maybe yeah. that's what it is yeah like, it's nothing also it's nothing special like everyone's going crazy i guess because of the of the way this puppet thing was made yeah i just i don't get the high praise it's good it's not that great anyways um on to some greatness so, folks, this week we have a special uh, feature presentation for you guys. Um, aside from a little snippet review, a little quick flash review of uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent, uh, Nick Cage's yes. new flick, we have yes. um, we decided to do our own little top five Nick Cage movies. Um, yes, you know, yes, and it's, it should be it should be fun. Um, I mean, it was yeah, it was to, tough, man. Yeah, <laughs> it was harder to, than I thought it would be. Yeah, because to be honest honest like getting into the massive talent review already like uh it's a, it's a wait for it like if even then honestly the more i think about it the more i'm like yeah, yeah. it's it's a wait for it when it's like on um on fx <laughs> yeah right? watch it watch um, it on tv like it's, yeah it's super close to like a I, we need like a you'll be fine without it instead of like a stay away from it, right? Like we <laughs> yeah, because it's not a need... total stay away from it because Pedro Pascal was really good in the movie. Yeah, and that's that's what I'm saying. We need one that's like right in the middle. We <laughs> need one of like the yeah, you'll be okay without it. You'll be fine if you don't see it. You know, uh, you're not you're not missing out, right? Like word, um, you're not missing out. Like uh, the most I can say about it is like it's it's fine, you know, and like it sucks, right? Because like the trailers, it, spoilers. All the way through, I guess, because like it's the trailers make it seem like it's going to be like this meta movie about Nick Cage like, and his career, about- and we're yeah. going to see a bunch of like different nods to um, different movies. We do, in a sense, um, via a museum, <laughs> yeah, um, and via some conversations here and there, but. It's nothing what I thought it was going to be. Um, like like Tech said, it's not terrible. It's not great either. Yeah, um, it's, it's I feel not... it's a missed opportunity with a lot of things because Nick Cage was totally down to kind of just, you know, do him and kind of praise himself and, you know, and make fun of himself the entire way. They have this one character called a Nicky Cage, which is like um a, uh, what's it called, Tex? Uh, a young version. They what's, what's the term for that? Like a deep fake version, right? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, like a, it was de-aged like, version yeah, of him. Yeah, yeah. legit. It was de-aged Cage, and I bet he had fun with that. So it was Nicky Cage, which kind of showcased his look in the early 90s and late 80s and stuff like that. Um, and I think that in particular was a missed opportunity because he had all these different stages. It would have been cool to see like, you know, that late 90s, mid late 90s Cage with Very- the action movie scene and then the more like um um um, introspective version of cage in the 2000s you know and then we had the one that had to pay back the taxes (laughs) in the late 2000s very very Um, good point yeah i I think it's a missed opportunity in that sense where you could have had cage go full cage man you know what i mean like um yeah they definitely did it i don't know if it was by his request or something. I don't know. I, I don't get it. But I feel that they held back a lot because you could have just gone 
freaking wild on that thing. Yeah, it's um, it, the whole thing yeah. feels like a wasted opportunity. Like that's what agreed. it is. Yeah, it's like agreed. That's what it when is. You, when you have when you have it when it's called the unbearable weight of massive talent, and the movie's about like a, a kidnapping and like you know all that stuff. Like they, it, it turns into this whole thing where he's like working for the government and like getting closer to Pedro Pascal's character, and then there's like a drug lord. And, yeah, like, it becomes an action movie, a Nick Cage action movie. There, right? Yeah, and a little you bit. Know, when you get a title like that and you get a movie premise that turns into this, it's like, oh, I was – yeah, like you said, I was hoping for more like a – when Nicky Cage shows up the first time and he's like yelling. He's like, I'm Nick, I'm Nick fucking Cage. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like – you know, it's uncomfortable at first because you're like, oh, this is, this is a little much. But like at first it was acceptable because you're like, oh, maybe this is paving the way for the other Nick Cages to show up, right? Like, yes, exactly. Because, you know, you have this whole idea of him having conversations with himself and like, you know, that idea gets tossed aside and then that's when he should have been like in the mirror talking to a different version of himself, like the rock version or like an older, even a, a moonstruck version of himself or um, a pig version of himself. Yes. You know what I mean? Like that's like. That's what I really wanted from this movie. And as you mentioned, it's um, totally a missed opportunity and just Yeah, because as it, as it is, Pedro Pascal fucking – like Pedro Pascal outshines him in his own movie – like in Nick Cage's own movie, right? And you know what? Like, Good for him too, man. Good for Pedro because we know that he's talented. We've seen it in The Mandalorian. My wife enjoyed his Max Lord rendition in uh, in Wonder Woman 2. I thought he was fine too. Yeah, Remember? which I was like, like huh, that's that's right. He was pretty decent in that one. Um, um, I enjoy him in Mandalorian. Um, so I'm yeah. glad he's he's getting play. You know, Prince Oberyn yeah. came a long way. <laughs> Dude, it, it's, it's the thing of like, man, he's already handsome. He's already charming. He's already talented. And now he's good at comedy. It's and then like, the twist yeah. too. Uh, the twist too, like made him such a baby face on top of that. You know? Yes. I was like, like yes. <laughs> Like there's the there's one uh, there's <laughs> one scene where they're like they're like doing LSD together and it's the best scene in the yeah, entire so movie, good. right? But my favorite part of that scene is when Pascal's just like smiling at him while he's driving and he's got like this look on his face and he that's, has this huge cheesy smile on his face. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's the best thing in that movie and it's like damn that's the thing right it's like give us one or the other give us a buddy comedy with uh, you know Nick Cage and Pascal. Or give us the meta Nick Cage movie, right? Yeah. And we get both of those and neither. Like, it's – that's the thing. And that's why it's like a you'll be fine without it. You know, yeah, I, their concept I, of the meta – their kid like, I didn't have a problem with the inner story. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, with the right. kidnapping and stuff like that. But, like, I think that would have been used wisely in that meta kind of theme where, like, as I mentioned again, a, a different kind of cage for every different kind of scenario, right? It's like, oh, I got yes. to be this cage to kind of, you know, like, listen, this, I just keep going back to that because I've spent several days watching a bunch of Nick Cage movies. And I think um, he has all these different personalities and they should have used it as like um, a costume change for every scene of the movie, right? Yeah, um, that's but they very didn't. true. So that leaves me kind of wanting more Cage, and that's what I did. Tex, I watched more Cage. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's why it's like going back around to our central point with this, where it's like, yeah, the movie itself didn't like our review of it is kind of that's it. Like we were thinking about it, and we we're like, man, there's not enough here. Yeah, there's not enough there at all. 
But what it does is make you want more cage. And so that's ultimately why you, like we're going through our top five. So, yes. so I guess, uh, since you're, you're the face behind the morgue, I will go first and I'll, okay. I'll just, I'll toss mine out there that you'll, you know, Is it we'll, in any particular order from like, uh, like, is it in any random order or a particular five to one? I'll do I'll do five to one to make it okay. make it interesting. But the thing is, I've I've thought about this like a lot, and I'm pretty sure you have too. We both of us have watched a lot of Nick Cage in like the last week, getting ready for this episode, and that's why it's also brought up so many more things that we want to talk about and like want to highlight. So uh, for my number five, I picked Con Air. So okay. one of the one of the things we were talking about off air, getting into this conversation right now, it's that. He's been in a lot of just really, really great movies, right? But then there aren't a lot of those great movies that you associate with, like, Dick Cage immediately. You don't, you don't like, with Con Air, I'm like, Con Air is just a good movie, but I'm not sitting there going, it's a good because of Nick Cage. Correct. So, and uh, that's why it's, it got into my top five because it's a, great movie and with nick cage in it but there, it i think snuck that's, in there because overall connor's awesome <laughs> yes yes yeah. and it, but connor is more of like the ensemble that i loved like it, i was i was more in love with like the cast in general and yeah, like Cusack was I, awesome I, in that thing man yeah like malkovich was great too yeah, it's just a really good dynamic between everybody. And like, you know, and of course, you know, the whole plane and like the action set, set pieces are great. And it, that's just one of those things. Like, I knew I had to have a blockbuster in my list. And so that's the one I picked. Going from that, number four is Joe. So Joe is very, like, it's a smaller movie that Nick Cage did. Um, this was during the tax era. This was during the, he was doing movies like Drive Angry. Yeah. And like, uh, I've, like, the, well, there was one was like this saints something whatever men. Oh or, yeah, like what, he was also like the witch hunter, right? Or, yeah, so, yeah. Last it wasn't last witch hunter. It was like that's the one I'm thinking of. It's yeah, shit the, like the, that. That's the Vin Diesel one, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but this one's one. Um, it's it's a smaller movie. It's like a yeah. It's a more like grounded thing. But like the cage here, he's so. Like, he's so grounded, and he gets a lot of moments where I remember watching it back then going, wow, this, so Cage really can be good again. You know, I was, because yeah. during the tax era, it was rough. It, it was a rough time for Nick it Cage. It was definitely rough. I haven't seen Joe uh, myself, but I've heard very good things from everyone who's actually watched it. So yeah. I'm very excited to find some time to actually watch that. It's it's a good one. And then, uh, so moving on, three is actually Mandy. Mandy is the most uh, recent movie on this list. So, like, maybe it's recency bias. But at the same time, that's one of those things where it's like, it, it gets so high up because it's such a good movie. Yeah. But also, but also it gets as high as it does because it's also a good movie because of Nick Cage. Yes. So it's agreed. like he he carries a lot of weight in this. And there there are so many scenes where it's just like lingered on his face and like lingered on his reactions and like lingering how he's soaking up this world. And then you get the same kind of like attention and care to detail when he's in the middle of brutality, when he's mm-hmm. doing brutal shit. You get that same amount of camera love and you get that same amount of lingering and that same amount of. So it's like it's very fulfilling in the type of like. Like it's full cage without going full cage. Yeah, and he's very yeah, he's very um 
he's very controlled um, when it comes to it because his character wasn't one of chaos. It was one of just kind of peace and quiet and stuff like that. So when he kind of just does pop off, he's, you know, he he does have his moments there, which are awesome. But then it's also, as I mentioned, it's a bit controlled, which is good because there's so much going on in that movie that you don't need that added, you know, layer on there. So And that's the thing, like thinking about this list, like putting it together, I think that's when people talk about when they when they talk about they want full cage they don't want the cage who's just unhinged and like like going wild because then you get like ghost rider 2 you (laughs) you need you need the cage who is doing this within restraint like you need the cage who's going this far with reason with a purpose yes and ultimately ultimately that's what gets me to my number two face off Face Off is that's one of those quintessential movies, right? It's it's the movie you immediately associate with Nick Cage and John Travolta, and like the Nick Cage here is the epitome of of full cage. This is, but this is the cage, the full cage I like, the controlled yes. full cage, the, yes, the complete and utter heel Nick Cage who is clearly having a great time, but he's also very dedicated to like. Bringing this character in a certain way, you know this Caster Troy shit. Like he's very, very on top of it. It's it's hard to explain because yeah, because listen, that was the last movie I saw this week, the last Cage movie I saw, and I just finished it last night. And man, dude, um, yes, absolutely, Cage definitely brings it. Um, and it's funny, like the um, in terms of weight a role in that movie, uh, Nick Cage for sure gets. The heavier, you know, chunk of role. Travolta does his thing, but it's such a more a subtle role in comparison to what you know what Cage has to do from you know going to the prison and escaping there and then trying to you know doing um, all the stuff with the bad guys trying to fit in. Yes, Cage does a heck of a job in that movie. Yeah, and Face Off, so good. Yeah, Face Off is a great movie, and that's the thing. And so, but even then, my number one is eight millimeter. So eight millimeter is like, I know, I know maybe the, the folks at home listening to this are like, ah, oh, I can't believe you pick like, like it's an artsy movie. That's like, Oh, it's like, um, Joel Schumacher or whatever. Oh, out of all the Nick Cage movies, you pick eight millimeter, but like go and watch eight millimeter, go and actually like sit down and watch it and watch Nick Cage slowly fall apart as he's like, there are so many scenes in that movie where, it, like, you think a movie about a, a private investigator investigating snuff films would be, like, gross and disgusting. There, it, it does all that stuff in, like, such a respectable way. And instead, there are so many scenes where you're just, like, looking at Cage react to these things. And you're, you're watching a man just slowly tear apart at the seams. And then, like, through the end, he's just looking for a direction in all the chaos. He's ultimately, yeah. like, he's ultimately on a mission to be like, you know, the, my favorite scene in the movie is, like, when he calls, he calls the mother of the girl and he's like, tell me it's okay to hurt them. Like, yeah. Tell, <laughs> tell yeah. me it's okay to do these things. And it's like, he's breaking apart. And he's like, he's 
like he's falling apart, but he's also like super angry, and it's super like I'm like, wow, like this is this is Cage, like this is like, and then he goes in the final fights and all that stuff, and like all that's great. Not only is it a great movie because it's just like at the end of the day, evil people are gonna do evil shit just because they're this just that's just because the way they are, and it's such like a like a a depressing message. But then the final actual scene of the movie is just a smile. Like Nick Cage reads that letter and he's he's just smiling a little bit. And yeah, it's, like, it's a satisfaction it's like, thing from him. Uh, yeah, I mean, wow. Um, that being said, my wife saw it for the first time yesterday when I was going through the rounds, Ooh, right? And, okay. Because um, I was like, hey, listen, this is two hours. I got to bag this out so I can try to watch Face Off because, you know, I want to watch Face Off. So I was like, right. let's, let's watch 8mm again. Um, well, for me. And she was like, I've never seen this. I'm like, come here. Let's watch this. <laughs> so... Dude, she was, yes, she was in it to win it, like complete thrill ride and everything. And this is a perfect segue because 8mm is a number five on my list. Um, That's fair. That's fair. It's um, it's a tie uh, between 8mm and Bad Lieutenant Port of Call. Um, okay. because you have the Nick Cage who like, just like is, as you mentioned, he starts off good, right? Like this kind of suave PI kind of dude. Right. And then as yes. you know, this, he kind of spirals down because of just the, the severity of this case and, the you know, the craziness of this case. Cause remember this was back in the late nineties, um, where all this stuff was still very underground, um, yes. very taboo. Still the S and M stuff was still considered like, dangerous and all that stuff you know now in 2022 we know like whatever you know what i mean but um but um in that period of time they didn't expose that scene the way they did and uh in that movie you have this dude spiraling into this kind of deep underworld and then falling into this case where he's like yo i just i have a daughter at home if that was my kid i want some fucking justice yeah. You know what I mean? And I love how you put it, how he just kind of, he is breaking down. You see him, you see his his persona, his mental uh, psyche just breaking down. He's trying to keep himself together. Even um, uh, in the movie when he comes home, right? He, he's, he's telling his wife crying. to save me, you know, oh, yeah, to, he's, yeah, oh. to, to save him and stuff like that. And in that respect, Bad Lieutenant Port of Call, you have uh, Cage playing a dirty cop who, you know, has to get over the dirtiness of his ways in order to accomplish a goal. Um, so it's, you have him in the same mindset. You have the same kind of breaking down kind of thing, falling apart in protocol. He was into drugs and drinking and stuff like that. So that added to his, to his like kind of a mental anguish and all that shit. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, eight millimeter though, man. Oh, dude, what a... What a downer of a movie, um, because I, I forgot certain details, especially Mr. Max yeah, California, it's, right? It's, um, it's tough to like, it's tough to like, that's the thing. It's tough to recommend in terms yeah. of like, oh, you got to see it. But, but it also, is on Hulu it's for, like, for those who want to see it. <laughs> but also, yeah, like fair yeah. warning. It's a lot of heavy shit, but like, yeah. it's also a like, you also got Peter Stormare in it. You got James Gandolfini, Joaquin yeah, Phoenix. Dude, and they're good. Like, in, like in their yeah. roles, they're good in their roles, man. Um, like, Gandolfini, Gandolfini especially, Yes, right? yeah. I was, was going to say. <laughs> Freaking Tony Soprano himself. I'm like, damn, he, he killed it in this role, man. He really did heal it off. It was awesome. Yeah, so uh, that's my um, a number five there. Uh, Port of Call. So, Cage as a cop <laughs> is, uh, right. is number five for me. And number four um, is Pig. I recently saw this movie. I definitely enjoyed 
enjoyed his performance. It's controlled cage too. It's yes. super controlled cage. He's very somber in this movie, very quiet. He doesn't talk a lot. When he does talk, it, it it's impactful because of the delivery, the look he has in the movie. He looks like um you know just a bearded like you know woodsman and stuff like that. And that's what he is. He's living in like a log cabin by himself with a truffle pig um, who gets stolen, and then he goes on this adventure, not adventure, but he goes on this uh this uh um this path to try and retrieve this truffle pig and you learn things about him um along the way he has this very just a really good you know somber performance that i haven't seen cage do a lot um and i didn't think he was capable of having that kind of level but then again i haven't seen joe so i'm like if I had seen Joe, I'd be like, okay, cool. Like, I understand what he's doing yeah. here. You know what I mean? No, I, um, I totally get it. Cause, like, yeah. that's the thing. It's when you see, like, these huge cage performances, you're like, wow, like, that's full cage. But the cage, obviously, in, in Pig, too, in, and in Joe, you're like, wow, this is the cage I want. Like, yes. this is the one who, the quiet intensity, like the yeah, cage. Like, it, yeah, exactly. Yes. Thank you. That's exactly what it was. It's a quiet, intense performance he has. And it's, there's a lot of close-ups of his face. Um, there's a lot of good looks of him just acting you know just you know being good at what he does one one thing we did like i did notice through all this he he's really good at his face oh yeah right? he's, like he's i mean notch. yeah of course face off and he's stuff but notch. it's like but you know what's funny about that like that goes to um yes yeah yes i'm glad i did it I, I almost forgot this all right so first that goes to show like remember in uh an unbearable weight how he's very he's a movie buff so of course you know what i mean like he's tried and true a thespian you know what i mean he's like this right. dude is is actor you know and uh in eight millimeter for instance i felt it was a very a noir kind of performance for him you know what i mean yes like uh like uh like in a, a detective drama from back in the day there's a lot of stuff there that i really liked and i'm like yo that's him like understanding the story and that's probably also what Schumacher wanted because Schumacher we've seen what he's done and we and we know what kind of movie he's is and that one is particular that it had a very like a noir performance and I was like oh I have to remember bring that up anyway so Pig he was awesome Pig um, intense performance from him quiet he gets to the point it's a short movie too which is great um, it gets to the um, it goes from point A to point B it's a simple story I really enjoyed um, what he brought to the table there it meant a lot and you can tell that the person who wrote it probably had him in mind and it was mm -hmm. awesome but speaking of big performances and, and number three I have face off which is it's, fair um, yeah. it's, it's so good um, <laughs> I'm glad it's my turn so I can go a little bit more into it um, um, as I was saying just cage the the amount he had to chew on in that was perfect for him. Perfect. Because honestly, between the two of them, Cage is the better actor. Um, I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. And you can tell like his facial expressions, especially when he when he got into that fight, right? Um, and he was trying to like pretend to be Caster Troy for the first time and prove that he's a big badass in prison. And he was just kind of crying and going crazy. I am Caster Troy. And like, he couldn't like, he was trying to, you know, just, he had all this emotion because, Hey, he shot freaking Archer in there. Right. Uh, a freaking FBI agent in the, in, in the in, in enemy territory. Um, and it was great. Um, we, you mentioned his facial expressions and 
those eyes, those intense eyes of his. Um, we get a lot of close-up shots. He's great when he's um, with uh, Gina Gershon's character. That whole transition um, of Castro Troy's appearance becoming softer because of the performance of Nick Cage and the fact that he is now good. The way he just and that dude Dietrich was awesome, by the way. I just have to point it out. Uh, Dietrich <laughs> was great in the movie, um, but uh, yeah, and then seeing like the stages of him explaining to uh, to Eve who, uh, who he is, it's just good Nick Cage performance. Right. Um, and speaking of another um, awesome Nick Cage performance, and the one that won him an Oscar um, in number two comes Leaving Las Vegas. Um, right. Here you had right. a dude whose sole purpose in life at that point was to kill himself by drinking. The man lost everything and he wanted to spend the rest of his life and the rest of his money inside of a bottle. And just that whole movie um, from start to end, you see the complete deconstruction of this dude um, succumbing to alcohol poisoning every once in a while um, seizures do, you know doing the whole crazy addict stuff he plays well with Elizabeth Shue who tries her best to kind of who falls in love with this dude but he's like I have a mission and it's to kill myself I'm sorry I know you fell for me I was falling for you too but this guy's story is so like tragic that you know his performance legit he he deserved an Oscar deserved an Oscar for that 100% and um in in number 1 I'm a huge 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 fan of this movie became more fan with this second watch um Mandy just the mix that's fair of that's everything fair. combined me as a horror guy and, and and you guys know me I'm very I look for certain things in my horror and and Mandy at first it was delivered as this art film, right? And then the first time I saw it, I was like, I was, you know, it, it, I saw it as an art film, right? Um, that was my first experience with Mandy. I'm like, yeah, it was cool, you know. Yeah, Cage was cool and everything. It was, but it was. Yeah, I mean, uh, go was, go go back in the archives where yeah. you reviewed it. Yeah, you can. Yeah, um, you can hear it was more very, it was very artsy, you know. But it was very violent still. Like the violence still came through even during their first watch. But man, that second watch after yeah. going through years of watching movies and being critical of a lot of stuff after like that second watch, you're like, wow. Me personally, I was like, holy shit, this is freaking awesome. Legit. It's um they this Greek director who uh, it's funny, they peddled the tra uh, the tra the trailer as in like we should know who this guy is but I have no clue who this guy right. is right yes right? I I'm forgot like, about that Panos yeah. Cosmatos or whatever his name was I'm like I have no clue who you are I thought this was like a Nicholas Winding Refn film because of the color palette of it all right he uses that bisexual lighting you know what I mean about the, the, like all the time <laughs> right <laughs> um, uh, and uh, so when it when it was some Greek guy I was like who but you know what now I know who he is. I mean, um, now, I we're, think, now all they listen, have to do is put the director from Mandy, right? Like whatever he does next. Listen, um, I, I'm not sure if he wrote the story as well. I forget. But he did a fantastic job with the art house and the horror. A lot of times I've seen a lot of shitty art house horror where they just forget about the story and the point of making the movie. Like they just get lost in technique and color palettes and cinematography. And it's like, okay, cool. But what's going on with your characters? This yeah. one managed yeah. to kind of like inject art house into horror. That, you know I mean? that scene where, where Red is like confronting the, the cult leader dude in like that, they're like in that 
pillar tunnel thing. Yes, dude. And they they have that reverberation on both their voices. Yes. You know, and it's like and you get Nick Cage like that. You can only barely see his silhouette because of all He's, the dried blood. You know, on his yeah, face. Like, yeah, like yeah, exactly. There are awesome art house techniques that just work with the genre. You know, like yes, it yes. makes it like mind-altering as the synopsis said on uh on um on the stream is mind-altering vengeance that's exactly what it is dude from the get-go where they kidnap mandy right and they have her drugged up they do a good job with that like drug-inducing like cinematography they have there with the echoes as you mentioned the voices and stuff like that uh nick cage by the way was on like a little bit of lsd on that last scene not the actor himself but <laughs> the character red um he took a little bit of that crazy lsd um and that that kind of changes night forever. Um, but there's just so much going on here that visually you can get lost as a first view. This is why I'm glad I saw it again because the horror and the story really stood out. The performances really stood out. The bad guys as well as Red. Bill Duke, my goodness. My man had like, I think, three minutes in the movie and he killed it. God, what a God you, damn, he's what so an good. underrated like that's an underrated legend right there. I don't think I've ever been disappointed by Bill Duke. Bill Duke in is anything. so good. Like, even he was when great he's popped in Predator, up man. in like yeah, he's popped up in like a random shows I've seen over the years and like I'm like, wow, like you're still Bill Duke. Bill like, Duke at the is end, yeah. He's the man, dude. He he was he killed it. And that little bit just giving red that weapons and what you hunting? You know, I didn't yeah, know that little season. Speech, I'm like, oh, you're so yeah. good. You're so good. Yeah, um, the little speech explaining like what uh, they are and all that shit. I can't shit. wait to get like, into Predator, man, at, at one point. Um, he's great in Predator. But yeah, so um, the performances as well, um, along with the story. It's a simple story. It's um, What makes it crazy upon first watch are the characters and just how wild these characters are. You're like, you just can't believe what the fuck you're watching, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, kind of. Uh, it kind of throws you off. Yeah. It, it, it really does. Um, it's intentional because like i think it's just you needed some wild people in this wild story um, right. it because it's like hey i saw this girl walk on the um walk along the highway i want her go get her the, oh you got her i don't like how she is let's burn her in a freaking sleeping bag you yeah. know friday the 13th style which was wow dude that's some evil shit man so that was just super surprising how the art house of it all did not detract from the actual story when you really sit down and view this movie. And Nick Cage's performance, man, all throughout, like, is he's there. He has that controlled chaos. He, he has that crazy cage waiting to kind of come out and he just brings it out in sprinkles when he needs it. Like uh, when uh, you ripped my shirt, you ripped my shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I and love see, that. And that's I love thing. it. it it goes back to our our the initial point with that, which is that when people talk about full cage, they really mean the parts, the the little explosions. They really mean the little like the end of face off when he's like die. Yeah, it's, oh, it's so good. That's that's full cage. That's so good. not like it's not like. Um, Willie's Wonderland, where he's like, you know, fucking on the on the pinball machine dancing around, and yeah, you're like, drinking oh, soda, like, killing, uh, you know, uh, teddy bears and stuff. <laughs> yeah, and it's not like you know, it, that's the thing. It's when when people think about Full Cage, they think about the good parts of that. They think about the the good aspects of having the restraint 
to uh, like to then do the little bursts and to do the little explosions to those are the things you remember. You remember not the bees, but you don't remember the rest of the Wicker Man. You know, yeah, so it's exactly. like great point. And you know, you that's how you, like I said, that's how you get Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance compared to <laughs> compared to Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider was fine. Ghost Rider actually isn't a bad movie. Yeah, the first then, one wasn't terrible. But then when you get Cage going full Cage, quote unquote, but that's the bad way. Yeah, they let he, him loose on that one, dude. They yeah, like, hey, it's go he, get him, boy, go get him. <laughs> it's like yeah, he's he is. He is a great and accomplished artist in that sense, but it's also like it takes a, a vision to like set him on a path to like where it where he goes loose. Then it's like, okay, you're letting the leash off a little bit more. Like you're not letting him off the leash. You're just like it, you're you're letting it loose just a little bit. Like you're you're letting him walk just a little yeah, bit. Yeah, just further. enough to um. To reach the ball, right? Yes. You're, you're not like you're not just letting him run around the yard freely. Yeah, exactly. You're, and that's that's when we get the like when we say we want full cage is we want the rest of the performance with those little bursts of excitement, you know, because that's what makes a good cage performance. I think like after watching all this, what I want is that quiet intensity, but then like, then you get the rage and you get the, you get the explosions. You, you, it's not Nikki cage yeah, where he's exactly. just like yelling in the middle of it's sentences. It's not wild that heart, Nick cage. You know what I mean, <laughs> yeah, he's not yelling in the middle of sentences. He's yeah. that's maybe something's pushed him to the point where he's yelling. Something's pushing him to like, you know, and that's what makes a good cage performance. You know? Absolutely. And I, I think like watching all this, yeah, of course it makes you double appreciate how much he's done over the years, you know, and yeah. how how good he actually is at every little part of the spectrum when you when you think about it, right? Where it's like Yes, he, absolutely. He, As you mentioned, Tex, uh, just this whole journey of watching all these um all these cage flicks, you realize the range of this guy and um, the types of roles he he gets. Yes. Um, he likes to try anything and everything under the sun, man. That's yeah. awesome. You have a lot of actors who think they're too top notch. It's funny. In the Unbearable Weight movie, he says it. He's like, you know, I'm working. This is my job. Well, what do you want me to do? You know, right. like, this, this is how I feed my family. And I'm like, yo, yes, and pay your taxes too, right? But uh, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, like that. To his point in that movie, I think that's definitely you know reality for him like, hey like i love acting this is my job i go to work i make the money i continue and it shows it really shows especially now and the fact that now he's like you know at, at an older age he's picking his roles a lot better now because now he can now i think uh with unbearable weight i think this is the first movie he's gonna make a profit on um to pocket i think i, I read. mean yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah good for him uh good for him uh after all these years this dude deserves it he really is a treasure man he is a national treasure but up <laughs> but um but yeah like a nick cage really is like an actor you know he is this american a great american actor you know what i mean yeah. you can't really say yeah. it any otherwise like the movies you remember the movies he's in whether it's uh supporting roles like in the rock for instance i think he's supporting uh sean connery and ed harris he definitely gets outplayed by those two in, the, in that movie this is why that one wasn't on the list yeah um, same here that's why con air got it over the yeah. rock yeah, yeah. Online. Um, 
Yeah, exactly, because a cage has way more to chew yeah, on in Con Air. Because at least in Con Air, he's the lead character, you know, and and in Rock, he's he's there, but he's really outshined by Sean Connery. Oh. Like you you can't you can't say that's a Nick Cage movie. No, like, it's I, not. And then Sean Connery kind, is yeah. outclassed by Ed Harris, by the way. Yeah, that's the other thing too, right? That's like, his movie right there, man. <laughs> Honestly, that's how I view it. That's an Ed Harris movie because you get him from the beginning to the end, man. That's and, very true. And honestly. Yeah. I teared up when Ed Harris got shot, man, because he finally turned. He was like, no, you know what? He's not a bad person. I can't kill these people. And then they're like, you know, uh, General, what do you want to do, General? And he's like, no, hold on to that. Hold on to that. Oh, and then that mutiny happened. And then they shot him. I was like, oh, they shot my man. They shot my yeah, man. The, and, the Rock um, is a very good movie. Oh, it's so it's good. Ed Harris was so good. And then that scene between Behind and Ed Harris in the bathroom area there. Oh, yeah. Stand down! I can't do that! Do not do that! Oh my god, dude, that was so good. That was good shit. Um, but yeah, folks, um, go watch a Nick Cage movie. Um, there's plenty, plenty out there there's to stream. Plenty. All kinds, from old to new ones, from bad ones to good ones. There's plenty. Thank you so much, folks, for joining us. This was episode 108 of The Morgue, an official Course Feed podcast, and I am Arturo Padilla, the guy behind the face. And with me always is Mr. Nick Valdez. And thank you all for listening. Go check us out on all the social feeds, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Go check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcast. Big shout out to Glenn Morawski for the, mu- for the music. Big shout out to Del Virus for the artwork. Remember, folks, it's a scary world out there, but we're here to walk you through it. Mm-hmm.